Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Connected Podcast. This is the place where we discuss people, ideas, marketing, technology, and anything else that feels right. I am Sasha Owusu, Account Director for the TED Department here at Mediacom. And hello, hi, I'm Sue Yudeman, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. And our guest joining us today is the lovely Sue Fennessy. How are we, Sue? I'm great. Sasha, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very good to have you on the podcast. Um, Sue Fennessy is the founder and CEO of We Are Eight, having been in the role for the last seven years. The amazing serial tech entrepreneur spent the last 30 years building transformational businesses. You may also know her as the founder and former CEO of Standard Media Index, the world's leading media data aggregation business. She was highlighted by Forbes as a leading innovator in 2017. Sue has channeled all this global experience and industry knowledge into building what she describes as the future of digital media. Sue, um, well, it's actually going to be really interesting having two Sues in the podcast, two <laughs> Sues and a Sasha, so we'll work it out one way or another. Um, uh, thanks so much. And I I first met you earlier this year when you came to Mediacom and how we are exactly works and how you can be beneficial to us. Um, considering the launch, well, I guess the more progressive launch within media and coming off the back of COVID, how has the last year been for you, not only on a personal level, but also within the workspace? Yeah, so I, I think it's for the last year, I moved to the UK about a year ago. So I love being here, actually. I think that the the year before that, being in New York through COVID, and then we were in the middle of a funding round, which just sort of imploded. So it was tough, actually, being being in the States and and you know, running a business during that time. It felt very fragile. Um, and, and that's where we made the decision to just double down on one market. We did the the, the partnership with BT and EE. Um, and then I moved to the UK. And, um, you know, I think when you're building something, there are moments that it feels really fragile. Um, and you sort of feel like you're hanging on by your fingernails. And then things, you know, you keep working really hard, clear vision that we had and, you know, very gratefully things things came together. So for the last year we've really had, um, uh, uh, we've just doubled down, we're really focused and I'm feeling really optimistic, uh, you know, the, the more, I mean, I am obsessed with how broken the social platforms are, the, the the social platforms that we know today. I think, you know, we know they're fueling teen suicide and climate misinformation and, and these kind of things. And and we're at eight, we're all driven by purpose. And I just I I think if if they were all working well, I don't think we would be so driven. And but we're just obsessed with building a better way, you know. Um, we still feel like that, that you know, there we're only ten years into social, fourteen years in, so it's really time now to reinvent that stuff. So it's been good because I felt optimistic. We've been working hard. I'm very grateful to have such a great team. And um, but there have been moments where I felt, you know, really vulnerable with what we're doing, and 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 it's at those moments that you just have to double down I think if you believe what you're doing is really important and I think look I mean you know we should mention that obviously the social platforms themselves are investing in improvements to the kinds of things that you've mentioned um, and are doing so at scale um, but clearly your um, 
the thing that you've set up as a point of difference. Where did this drive to make that difference come from and, and what experiences in your career have, have brought you to this place? Do you know, so I think it's really funny. You sort of feel like there are moments in your life where you feel like everything you've done has sort of led to this. Uh-huh. Um, I've, I feel like that at, at right now, actually at eight, and I know a lot of our leadership team feel like that. I think when I when I was running Standard Media Index and we saw we could see for the first time a clear picture of the market and, you know, we could see where all over $300 billion was going and it was then when we thought, wow, each of us is worth about $400 to the platforms and the crazy thing is that just the, the average engagement rate on a on a digital ad, a social ad, is under 1%. So it was sort of the fact that a lot of money is going to platforms and yet, um, you know, the ad model we felt is quite broken. You know, it encourages people to keep scrolling and it was sort of the, you know, the, the Federal Reserve at the time, and this is six years ago, came out with a stat that said 40% of all Americans can't find $400 in an emergency. And it was sort of that realisation that, you know, there's a mental health crisis, there's an economic crisis, there's a climate crisis, and they're all interlinked. And somehow we need technology, and somehow we need to get money back in people's pockets at scale, and we need to... to inspire people so actually our whole approach to content is eight minutes on eight built to inspire you reconnect you and so that we can scroll less and live more um is the the whole thing i think you know i think most people are sort of feeling that something's a bit wrong one of the very first conversations we had we spoke about belonging um and how what it means to belong uh, especially within the workplace what does belonging mean to you and just how important is it to belong? Do you know, it's actually, it's, Sasha, it's the most beautiful word, word. And Sue, I read your book. I loved it. Uh, and it's at the Thank heart you. of, I really loved it. And it's at the heart of everything, right? Actually, you know, it's when we disconnect um, that we, we're not feeling, you know, and that's, I think, where a lot of people are. We're scrolling, we're disconnected, and, you know, the UK appointed a loneliness minister because over 25% of people in the UK describe themselves as lonely. So belonging is really the antidote. It's the, it's the solution to where we are now. And we always say, you know, there's this amazing philosopher, Alan Watts, who is sadly passed now, but he's incredible. And he says, you know, if we imagine for a moment that the world started with a big bang 14 million years ago, then we're all just a ripple effect of that, right? We are connected to each other just as every ocean is connected, all the waves in the ocean are connected, all organic matter. In fact, I just read this the other day, 60% of our DNA is the same as a banana, and so it's the, it's the belonging and the reconnection that actually what the eight represents. It's about us all coming back together and life through the eight window is about reconnection with the real world 
you know, and, and the planet and the earth and each other as opposed to the further disconnection, honestly. So belonging is everything. I love it, Sasha. It's at the heart of what makes us feel alive. That, uh, that's lovely. And it's, it's interesting you, you mentioned Alan Watts. Um, my, my husband is has read all his stuff and watched all his stuff and there's a great for anyone that doesn't know him if you just go to YouTube there's a great talk and I don't know if you've seen it that was illustrated by the people that um did, did the Simpsons cartoon um and it's a great entry point into um into his thinking um yeah from the 70s right from a while he's ago from the yeah. 70s and he's amazing actually the, the Alan Watts Foundation is one of our partners. You can follow him on We Are Eight, and if you tap on any of his content, it goes out to the foundation. So um, they're they're a big partner, and and it's just I think look, it, what's beautiful about your book, what you're doing with this podcast is, you know, reconnection is is everything really. Um, I think it's the only thing that's going to pull us out of this mess that we're in <laughs> and, it's, and again it's interesting because as, as we say in the book it's not the joiners in that are the people that you need that you need to connect it's it's that you know if you get the joiners in to join in you know well done you but that's not really it it's the it's the outliers it's the people who think and, and, and behave differently um of course that's where you get diversity from so really interesting stage of of your of your business what do you hope to have achieved by the end of this year um, end of this year, our goal is, so we sort of, there's two sides to our business. So one is um, 8 million people on eight around the world. Um, by the end of this year, we would have, uh, uh, in the UK, uh, Australia, and in December, we're launching back into the US. Um, so 8 million people on eight. Um, by the end of next year, our goal is 80 million by the end of 2023. So that's just 1% of the human population, by the way. There'll be 8 billion people on our precious earth uh, or by this, by the World Cup this year. So if you asked Rio or Trent Alexander-Arnold or any of our, our big World Cup guys, they want to use this World Cup as a moment to reconnect and bring everyone together and unite on eight so we can, you know, unite in a hate-free uh, uh, place so um, that's our that's our goal and I just hope people are spending by then our whole new strategy around eight minutes on eight I hope that people are you know joining us you know spending eight minutes on eight reconnecting feeling good about themselves getting a little mental health tip uh, joining us in a little climate action every day which we've got a whole new cool thing happening around that and feeling that they belong um here and if we can get some money in their pockets and and donate to charity at the same time that's that's good so yeah i think we, we're feeling like we're on track amazing Moving on to the questions we ask all of our guests. This is where we get a little bit personal, Sue. So um, what is your favourite line from a poem, song or a book? Do you know what? I, I, I actually studied English Lit at school. I did business and uh, arts English Lit. So I ha and I really love poetry. But very recently, I've, this book, um, 
if you haven't read it, this one wild and precious life written by an Australian author called Sarah Wilson, actually. She's incredible. And um, surprise, surprise, it's all about reconnection, actually. But there's a story in it where she talks about um, pulling a book off a, sh a bookshelf. Uh, it was called A Strange Language, and it was a collection of Vedic um, poems written in the 1930s. And there's one poem about how lost humans have become in their fleeing from nature. Uh, and it just says, come, hold my hand, and we shall run away from the intelligence of man. His intellect is a petrified lie, and we shall go back to life. And just it was that moment of, to me, I feel that, hold hands so we're together and let's run back to life, reconnect with nature, go and roll in the dirt. I was at the Rolling Stones last a week ago and I danced. I, I was kindly invited by BT, so I thought it might be a BT sport, a corporate event. Well, I tell you, it was the least corporate event. We were all just dancing for four hours and I think it's the idea of, holding hands together and going back to life, the path to reconnection. We're all in this together. Let's be and live in a space with no judgment, no hate. And um, it's just where I feel we're going to get become unstuck um, and, and feel hopeful again. So um, call me crazy, Sasha and Sue, but I'm feeling hopeful because I feel it's possible. Um, I feel it's possible now to, to reconnect. So I love that. And, and please, that book by Sarah is really well worth a read. There are, there are nuggets almost on every page. But there should certainly be more dancing. I, I had a similar mm. experience at Diana Ross. It's like a lot of dancing. I think we're ready to dance. Oh. Um, Totally. If you if you were a genie, what five commonly available objects would I have to put in a magic circle to summon you? And um, I feel I don't need to say this for you, but I I, I don't allow the I don't allow phones basically. So five <laughs> objects other than a phone, but they have to be commonly available. So do you know the funny thing is the older I get, look, I love art and I love beautiful creative things, but I actually. I think the only thing that could really summon me back is my husband and three kids <laughs> sitting in a right. circle. Well, they're not commonly available, so they're not they're not allowed. So we're more looking for things that you know you you like for a treat, like you know could be a drink, food, a place. I, I, we allow places. Yeah. Know. Okay. So it's my eight cap. Sorry, we do have because that for me is. Well, I guess that's commonly available. Yeah, yeah. I, we can get hold of those. Okay, uh, uh, your, your eight, an eight way, cap. An eight my cap. Fa my father stole mine, so I'm going to need another one back, I'm afraid. <laughs> but I'm going to assume that you can get get hold of those e easily. Yeah. Okay, an eight cap, yeah. Yeah, an eight cap. The Rolling Stones, yeah, on our website, Rolling Stones uh, music. Yeah. That always reaches me a bit yeah. of something, Jack Flash. Well, oh, then that. I am I am going to go to the art because um, I just think art uh, just. Okay, well, we have a very big budget for this, so you can pick mm. some art and if, as long as we can get hold of it on, in auction. 
Yeah. Okay. And Andy Warhol, I just okay. love his crazy. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and yep. Andy Warhol. Um, I have this, which is a show. Oh, you can't. We're not on video. But this a little snow globe. A snow globe because a whenever snow globe. I'm, it's got a Buddha inside it, this Good. little magical yeah. snow globe. I love snow globes of all cities. Yeah. I collected them from my kids. Because there's something that feels really magical about the. Um, I know they just are. They just are. Right, great. A snow globe, definitely. That's for it. And um, crystal. They just, I take oh, them with nice. me ever. And as a kid, I used to collect rocks. It got so crazy that I was literally carrying bags of rocks. We'd go on a suitcases of rocks and my parents are going what are you doing <laughs> it had a sheep because I love well I don't know if you can have an animal but I'm I'm yeah, in love can... with sloths a sloth well you sloth. can have a crystal or a sloth because we've only got five objects so you god I oh I think it has to be a sloth okay good right. done sloth. Oh, perfect oh god I love sloths <laughs> it's honestly looking one day I want an eight minutes on a takeover of sloths WWF for our partner actually I'm like I want a feed takeover of the beauty of sloths sorry uh, we'll, look, we'll look forward to it <laughs> um Sue what is your single best skill <laughs> I actually had to ask a couple of my colleagues um uh, on this um I think I see things at a – my father taught me this actually because he's an artist um, uh, and a scientist. He's a, he's a pathologist. And he would go from painting a landscape, big landscape, to diving in and looking at cells in the body. And so I think it's this sort of constant zoning in or out and in and out. And I – I can go very micro and then go very macro. And when I go macro, I look at big systemic things. And Haley Diet, my, my COO, said to me, you have the capability of joining dots on a big level. So I see things like mental health crisis, climate crisis, um, um, economic crisis, and then I sort of, look at it from a systemic point of view and I mean I, I don't think I'd be working to reimagine social if I don't didn't sort of it was seeing how broken things are on a systemic level that I I love so that's probably and I, I, I think it's both a skill and a curse because along with that becomes impatience and other things and you know lots of failure when you address stuff on a systemic level there's lots of blood sweat and tears there Sasha as you go through that journey could you practice more if you had the time and the space this by the way this question um so languages I had a bet with my father that I'd be able to speak three languages by the time I was 30 and I'm now 53 and I only speak English and a little bit of German and a little bit of... So I think languages for sure. Um, I'd also love to learn the guitar. And Brick Smith, who is a complete inspiration, she was 
She was guitarist for the punk band The Fall. She's one of our eight families. She's completely badass and full of love in every way. Um, has promised to teach me a song on the guitar. So I'm so excited about oh, that. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. So language, cool. music, more time for all of that uh, when I Ooh. stop doing this. When we hit 80 million people, maybe, Sue. <laughs> um, where in the world, real or fiction, would you like to live and why? And are you going to have a guess, Sasha? Because Sasha's... Uh, yes, I am. But to be fair, I Sasha usually guess these. And uh, I have I have something written down. He's written something. Uh, he'll, he'll tell us whether he's right or not. Okay. Let's do it. Oh, have you had a guess at where I'm going to live? I have indeed. <gasps> okay. Can I, shall I go first? Yes, please. So, if, so I really love Africa. Actually, okay. I, there's a connection with the land there. I also think we really need, to, you know, Africa, the community in the connected with the land, the animals, and the uh, just community in Africa. I think, I think the rest of the world needs to needs community. The so-called developed world needs community. So I'd love to spend more time in Africa. I'd also love to live under the ocean. I'd love to, if I could, if I was a fish, I'd love to be in the ocean. So, so ocean or Africa, which are you going for? Oh, God, I know. Sue, right? I know I'm being indecisive. Africa. I'll say Africa. Oh. Sasha? No, funny enough, I had Australia. I thought you might yeah. want to go back home. I thought, <laughs> you know, home would be you know, your, your, your safe haven, but. It and it's funny, she said, I'm actually listening to my my current playlist favourite um, is an African musician, actually. And it's kind of I like. So I've spent all this morning dancing to uh, uh, that around the kitchen. So oh, there we go. Okay. So um, the question you cannot prepare for from the uh, School of Life, I'm holding up three cards. I'm going to call them A, B or C. Which would you choose? B, please, Sue. In the middle. Are you competitive? Yes, I am. Yeah, I would have guessed that. Sorry. I you know what? I've spent a lot. Look, I think I'm also collaborative, but I am. I am. And I, I'm competitive only on things that I think um, are really important. Perfect. That's a well, resounding yes and a resoundingly uh, <laughs> yeah. clear. Clear. We think we've got to, I think we've connected with you a bit, Sue, which has been a great pleasure. So. Yeah. Aww. It's been beautiful. Thank you both so much.